0: Hello and welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring stories about kindness and compassion and how one message, or story in this case, at just the right moment can change someone's entire day, outlook, or life. My name is Megan Murphy, your host and founder of the Kindness Rocks Project, a grassroots movement of many that can now be found in over 25 countries around the world. Hello, thank you for joining us for Conversations. I am so honored, so very honored to have today's guest with us. I would like to introduce you all to Gia Haddad. Welcome to the podcast, Gia. Hi, thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. So excited to be on there. Oh, I'm well, we um, so excited to have you. So why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so as you said, my name is Gia Haddad. I live in Dubai with my husband, three grown kids now who are in different places in the world, uh, getting education and hopefully coming back home at some point. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon in 1968 and went to Paris to start an architecture school uh, when I was 18 and then I moved to the U.S. a year later and stayed here for about eight years met my husband, who's from Dubai, and moved there in '94, and have been there since. I'm committed to provoking positive social change through art. So that's what I do, basically. I try to provoke my communities everywhere I am to uh, make a difference through art, to working together on common art projects. I was initially a graphic designer. That's where I started working in the corporate world. My degree was in art history and graphic design. I got two degrees. And so I tried to combine both when I moved to Dubai and became a stay-at-home mom, basically, when I started having my kids. And so I tried to combine all my knowledge because I was frustrated. I wanted to do something with the energy and the, the inspiration that I had inside of me to make this world a little bit more kind.
0: If you want to, do, to use your own words, and so that's when I started doing the
1: public art project and the community project. Yeah.
0: Wow. And so, how did you begin doing that? It's an interesting move um, because I, I know a lot of people have the same experience.
1: But you know, when I started my career, when I started my grown up life, if you want, I was concentrating on myself. You know, on my career on getting promoted, getting good jobs, good salaries, on my happiness, on finding my happiness, finding my life. So it was all inward. And then I started having babies. And suddenly it was like I was responsible for other people's happiness and these little beings that were so vulnerable. So I started looking outward and thinking, how am I going to raise these kids in this world that is rough and not always easy to navigate and kind. So that's when I started to think, okay, how can I do this? I'm not a superwoman. I can't go and fight wars and make the world a better place, Mm -hmm. Uh, be a vigilante. And I remember, you know, between nighttime feedings and watching Barney at 6 a.m. and driving to um, toddler moms and me groups, I I remember having conversations with my husband over and over again. What can I do? How can I save the world? (laughs) And one time he said something that was really life-altering to me. And he said, well, maybe, maybe the way to do this is to be the best versions of ourselves. Raise the best kids, the kindest, nicest kids, and pay it forward. Be nice to people around us so that they will in turn be inspired to be nice to other people. So how can you start that conversation going with the skills that you have? And it was really, honestly, that moment I thought, it's possible. It made it smaller. It made it more possible. And so I started. I started with friends and their babies and later bigger communities. And that's how it began and and still is going.
0: Wow. So, I love that so much. You know, so you're over in Dubai on the other side of the world having that same internal conversation that I had over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is why when I heard about you through Instagram and started looking and looking at the live feeds that you were doing, the way you were talking to people out there without thinking who might be listening and trying to be unconditionally kind was exactly speaking to me. And what I was trying to do on the other side of the globe.
0: And so this is why I am very, very excited to be talking to you finally. And this is why I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you because I don't love social media, Gia, at all. In fact, a lot about social media really bothers me. But the beautiful thing about social media is that it connects us all. And and if we're out there and we're trying to do something, the power of many. And so now, you know, you and I are connected. We are so like-minded. We want to change the world. It may be difficult for us to do ourselves and we start with our families and our communities but together our voices are so much greater and so we can exactly. create yeah greater change exactly.
1: so and what drew me to what you were doing it's frustrating being in the social media world today because it's become exclusive we only key in to listen or talk to the people that agree with us that are the same identity that share the same belief faith whatever so it's become in a way exclusive and what what makes you different It's the unconditional nature of your audience. You leave these rocks for anyone to find, regardless of whether they agree with you or not, on the bigger issues. And that's what I think what is the magic behind what you do.
0: Yeah, what we do, right? Because you're doing it over there. (laughs) So I keep a problem and solution rock on my desk. And so basically on one side I have painted the word problem and on the other side solution. And that's kind of how I started the project, because I was looking around saying, like, what is the problem? The world is seems very unkind and unfair and judgmental in so many ways through watching the media and news or maybe in my interactions with people throughout the day. And so I thought, OK, that's the problem, but I can't focus on the problem. You need to focus on a solution And so when we change Mm -hmm. that and we say, okay, what can we individually do? And then share that compassion with people. So those messages that you are referring to on the rocks and the video footage, it's really like I put the message on the rock that I need myself. And I believe that we are all more alike than different. And so if it's uplifting and it's a message that could help somebody else, and it's also helping you, that connects us in greater ways. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It speaks to the humanity in every one of us. Because no matter who we are, where we come from, there are these basic things that make us the same. We all have families that we care and worry about. We all have friends that we love. We all have loved ones that we share hopes and dreams. We all have the same basic needs and hopes and dreams. And so why not tap into these in order to go forward rather than, do you agree with me (laughs) or what's your opinion on this or that? Using social media for that, for example, I started a project uh, we called Bridges of Color. And what we did, basically, was we, we put it out there for anyone in the world to send us a piece of yarn that's crocheted or knitted. And we were sewing them together and putting them up like yarn bombings. But instead, usually yarn bombers, they sit together, they're a group of knitters, and they knit, crochet, and they cover things, public spaces, to embellish them, to create a sense of community, etc. Well, I pushed it one step further and said, I'm not going to knit these pieces. The world is. Let's see if we can build a bridge between us and people we have nothing to do with. And pieces of yarn started pouring in. It was amazing. From I got pieces from 70 different cities in the world mailed to me with messages saying, Thank you for doing this. Send me more of what you're doing. I want to be connected. And people were sending us personal things, expressions of their uh, love for their country or uh, what they were going through at the time, kind of like a quilt. And... We gathered these pieces and we sewed them together. And in a way, we were sewing together pieces of humanity (laughs) with no judgment, no preconception, no care to where these people came from or what their thoughts were about things. And we put them up and just working on this project, regardless of what it looked like at the end, it was very pretty. We covered trees, we covered areas in, in and around the school where my kids went in Dubai. And what it meant to everyone, Thinking, you know, recognizing, oh, this is the piece we got from Thailand. This is the piece we got from a school in Egypt where the whole class, third grade class, worked on it and wrote us
0: notes with it. And that was magical. That is amazing. Are you still collecting those (laughs) or is that a project that... The The project's done. But it's a powerful enough idea
1: that it could repeat itself in any shape or form in any place, just like the the work you do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just learning, you know, that's the major component, right? Like we're more alike than different. And so when you're doing something like that amazing project that you guys did, and for the children to get involved, especially, see there's people that live in other countries, but they're just like you. Yeah, and they want to be connected. Exactly. Yeah. They want to be connected <laughs> and that they understand yeah. that we're more alike than different, which is a, an amazing yeah. lesson for yeah. children and also for communities. That It also
1: brought together for me the age group, the different age groups. I was getting pieces from older grandma I got a piece from Virginia from a woman who got connected with me through a a poetry thing online and she said yeah I'm gonna send you one I'm gonna tell my church to start knitting and they sent us some at the same time I had pieces from third graders and and kids that were learning to crochet with their moms and grandmas it got the generations together, uh, which was, for me, something that we always struggle with. How do we get these kids to start talking to us like equals, not like teachers or caregivers, or so that they feel safe enough with us to express what's inside them so we can help them become better people and feel comfortable doing it without the formal environment of teacher, pupil, or parent. Child, And in the same vein, I started working with kids that were put in detention in school, where I I talked to the high school principal and convinced her to send me their convicts, if you want. (laughs) So instead of sending them to the office, they would send them downstairs to me. We were doing a mosaic project at the time uh, built a mosaic bench people were bringing in their broken mugs and their ties left over from projects in their home and we were breaking them to create this mosaic and so i would put these kids these high school kids that were in such i would put them to work breaking the mosaic so in the beginning they would come they were resentful they were like what is this this is embarrassing i'm working with a bunch of um, middle-aged uh, moms <laughs> what if my friend?" And slowly, they started talking to us because there was nothing else they could do. They started taking out their frustrations on breaking these tiles, And slowly, they loosened up and started joking a bit with us. And we created with them so that the next day they would come without being in detention. They would pass by and can I have a cookie same as the one you gave me yesterday and it would start the conversation and then I'd give them something to do like help me carry a bucket of tiles somewhere and they would help me and so we created a connection that started with something negative but that ended with a kind of loyalty that would never have been there had we not had this zero
0: judgment connection in the beginning
1: over breaking these tiles and making this bench that everyone would sit on at the end.
0: Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's so true, right? And then once that connection has been made, as humans were wired for connection, we may resist that, right? Those kids may be resisting yes. it, but once they, they feel a sense of belonging in community and connection, they crave that and so they feel safe.
1: Exactly. And it makes them trust in humanity again, because we're seeing a generation of cynics, not blaming them, but because of what they see around them. And if we can provide them with the belief that cynicism is not necessary, because there is an alternative out there. There is hope for a place for every one of us to exist and communicate and be heard and be valid. And I think that's what teenagers need mostly. And I found a way to do that without noticing that I was doing it through the goal of creating this project and wanting to work with as many people as I can. Part of this was inspired by I don't know if you've heard about the mural arts program in Philadelphia.
0: No, I haven't.
1: Um, the Mural Arts program started in eighty four. It was Philadelphia was as a city run down at the time and there was a lot of problems with juvenile delinquents and loitering and, and littering and vandalizing. And so they came up with the miscarriage the city came up with this project called the Mural Arts Project. And they started, instead of taking these youngsters that were breaking the law to juvie institutions, they would give them some community service to work with muralists on making public art murals in the city of Philly. And right now, since 84, Philly has the most murals in the world for a city, over 4,000 murals, I think, uh, where these kids, it started with kids and and working with murals and volunteers and now it's expanded to a huge project that includes working with senior citizen centers and maximum security prisoners and recovering addicts and it's amazing and what what it did was it created a kind of loyalty to the city because once the kids or whoever started working on these murals and seeing how beautiful they were and taking ownership of them because they worked on them, they started to want to take care of, for example, the area underneath them. So instead of throwing trash, they started planting gardens, and the neighborhood would take care of those gardens. And then tourist buses started to come to look at these murals. And so the police started having a better presence in the area because they wanted to protect the tourists. And so the rundown areas of Philly became better protected, less run down because they wanted to be more presentable. And they had these beautiful artworks that was done by the community that was loyal to them right now. So loyalty to the city. And to me, I mean, I took that one of those tours in Philly years ago. And it really inspired me. I thought, amazing. There was even two murals in front of each other, two buildings. One was painted by perpetrators of crime from a maximum security prison. And the one in front of it was painted by the families of the victims of these crimes. And in doing this project, they found a way to make the most difficult of communications happen, the most difficult relationships
0: work. That's so powerful, and the victims versus,
1: exactly. yeah, the criminals. That the For me, that was life-altering. What I heard, how they were doing it and how far they got was amazing. And so what I did the following year is I invited one of those muralists to Dubai. We raised money, brought her, worked with her. We heard her stories and she talked to us about the projects and, and the work she was doing in the areas of Philly that were uh, not doing well and how she was working with the students the adults we exchanged culture you know we talked to her about our culture and where we were coming from and uh, we connected and then we created a mural together 500 people worked on it from different age groups from different places in the world and and Dubai is, is a very special place because it connects I mean the school where my kids went alone, connected 70 people from 75, I think, different nationalities together. It's a very international city where all these different nationalities coexist and work together. And so I had the benefit of being able to be exposed to so many different people from so many different places. So I decided, instead of keeping each of these people in their bubble, the British hanging out together, the Arabs hanging out together, the, the Europeans hanging out, the Indians hanging, let's put everyone together on to work on a project so that they start talking to one another. And instead of highlighting each other's differences, starting to think about how they can be the same. And that was the experiment with that mural where I was able to bring 500 people together in Dubai from all these different places, all this different age group, to work on this mural with this that's from Philadelphia who shares her expertise. I love that so uh, much. Yeah. So you
0: brought, <laughs> so you got inspired, and you brought it back home, and and you found a way through. I keep reflecting the whole time that I'm listening to you talk about your husband. You know his simple wisdom in that moment when you said, "I just want to make a difference," and he said, "Well, maybe we start with just who and what we are, and what we can do." And so, and it seems like working with our children, and then expanding out a little bit into the community. and and what we can do and and being aware and mindful of what we see in our travels and and how Mm -hmm. we can use our strengths with those inspirational ideas. yeah,
1: Exactly. And at the end of the day, you're creating good. So what better a vehicle to provoke positive change, right? To create something gorgeous together that we can all be proud of. It's kind of like having kids, right? (laughs) We're, We're creating these canvases that we can shape into something wonderful and addition to the world that's worthy and I I think the same way about my project what my husband told me then was grew dynamically by trying to be the best person the best mom being the nicest to my kids so that my kids were in turn nice it grew dynamically and it it let me get my artistic frustrations out because I had this thing that I needed to get out and so I could do it with my children
0: it's so interesting, Gia. You know, I also feel like the creativity aspect of everything. Some people are born creators, and when you're not creating, you feel stuck. And when you are a creator, you want to share that with others, and you want to excite them and inspire them. And, and it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing in your community. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And I love every moment of it. I mean, it's all good. I mean, every aspect of it is good. The, prepper, the idea, discussing the idea, getting it to work, doing the research on how it can work. Because all of these things, to me, I mean, I don't know how to knit. I don't know how to create. <laughs> I had never done a mural in my life or a mosaic. And so with each of these projects, and there are many of them, quilting, all the, each of these projects, I was learning along with everyone else. And every part of it was exciting. Yeah. And that's what keeps you going at the end. Yeah, um, and so
0: you become the cheerleader. It's funny because I can see myself yeah. in your story, right? So you learn right along with the people that you're hoping to inspire, but you just authentically share with them like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, guys, but I know that we can do something really great together.
1: Exactly. And the thing about it is I don't think you or me can go forward without all the wonderful people that are coming for this ride. Absolutely. So I, yeah. I always tell them the idea is nothing. If it weren't for all the people who got together and made it come to fruition.
0: Absolutely. By sheer excitement. Yeah, the energy of many. And I say that all the time because it's just a hobby when one person does it. But when so many people come along and they say, hey, I want to join and I want to join. And you say, oh, this is so great because together we can do amazing things. And I feel that exact sentiment every day. And I truly believe that this project was going to be made by somebody. So I feel like the universe wanted this. They want the world to be a kinder place. And this is a simple way, you know, through the Kindness Rocks project Project to do that with rocks and paint, inspiring one another. And I just so happened to be the person walking on the beach that day, having this epiphany and just being like, okay, and dedicating to say to other people, come join me in here, here's some tools, here's what I can share of how I did it, join me. Because it really... When something wants to be created, it's going to be created as mm-hmm. long as, you know, <laughs> as long as you're open to it and you just go for it, right? Exactly. Open to it, I think is the key. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when you leave these girls, you don't have any control over who picks them up and what they do with them. And you just hope and it happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the intention right it's the intention of, yeah. of leaving something for somebody else to uplift their day it's the intention is not i'm going to drop this rock and somebody's going to find it and they're going to reach out to me and tell me how wonderful i am and that's not what this is about this is about just doing an act of kindness hoping that it helps somebody but you never know you yeah. just you never yeah. know it's like just put good exactly. into the world for good's sake <laughs> and I i remember one of the volunteers i was working on one day
1: told me can you just Stop thanking everyone. I mean, we're not doing this for you. We're doing it for ourselves. But for me, I mean, I thank them because it's amazing. It's the biggest gift that someone listens and works towards it yeah. for for no for nothing that they give me of their time and their attention. So yes, thank you, thank you for the world to listen when they listen. And that it reminds me of someone who always has inspired me since I've heard the story. It's, I don't know if you've heard of the StoryCorps, um oh, yes, project, yes. Yeah. Yeah biggest act of generosity you can do to anyone is listen to them listen to their story the biggest gift you can give anyone and so that's the way I feel when I propose a project and people listen and go for it (laughs) thank you so much and they don't realize how much of a gift that is uh, for me and and the kindness that they're giving me when they lend me their ear for five minutes and then go with it so
0: I feel that you do the same thing Yes, Um, yes, we are kindred spirits (laughs) (laughs) on the other side of the world from each other. And I hope I would love to come to Dubai and meet you and see your community.
1: Yeah, create a kind of trust garden. Yes, Yes. I've been trying to get different places to start doing that. Um, working on it, (laughs) we'll update you.
0: Well, I have Um, to tell you that it's very interesting. I went to India years ago. I went to a place called Dharmshala, I always say it wrong, but Dharmshala up by Tibet. <laughs> in Northern India, and this was before, right before I started the project, and interestingly enough, when I was there, I had this, like, feeling that I was missing something. I was very mindful when I was there, I was paying attention, because I was actually, like, seeking, what am I supposed to be doing with my life right now? And I was volunteering, and and everywhere that we went, though, I felt like, (laughs) it sounds strange, but I felt like I was supposed to be taking a picture of something that I was holding. (laughs) And I kept saying to my daughter, who came with me, like, I have this weird feeling, like, I'm supposed to be taking a picture or something. And she's like, Mom, I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, I know I can't even explain it to you. And literally when I came home from India was when the project kind of started. And now that's all I do, right? I take pictures of these rocks in these locations. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that was it. That was that yearning that's, when yeah. I was there. Yes, exactly. And you made it happen
1: through these photographs. Yes. That's how you reached me, for example, all the way in Dubai. Yeah. And that's how there's a lot of negative narratives about social media right now and what it's doing. I I think let's tap into the positive.
0: Yes, social Um, media for good. You can use it like social impact, social media impact. Exactly, exactly. Instead of difference and separation, exclusion, rejection of the other, etc., we can do it the other way and
1: create the best version of that media, that vehicle. And this is, I
0: think, what you try to do with their role. Absolutely. You know? So before we go, this has been amazing. I am so inspired by all the work that you've done and and actually props up to your husband there for that wisdom. You know, we always have to give them credit because my husband has given me some very sage advice as well. When having that support and having somebody exactly, in those-,
1: and those conversations where you find yourself yes. with someone you trust, Uh, who has your best interests in mind and you know when you're talking to them that you will get somewhere yes Uh,
0: exactly and uh, yeah that they understand you which is like listening to someone is really important but being heard Mm -hmm. is even more important so someone that knows you so well that they listen to what you said but then they heard you and they were able to mirror back an answer for you or maybe a suggestion to have Um, me go forward Yeah, yeah exactly So what I do at the end of each of these interviews is I have these card packs and on the back of each card is a different kindness rock with a different message. So because you're not here in studio with me, I'm just going to go shuffle these cards and I'm going to pull a random message for you. Okay. And let's see, usually the perfect message (laughs) pops up for people. Okay. So yours says, and she just knew that everything would work out. So Which I, is the beginning and end of every project. Yes, there you go. So yeah. that message is for you because you. that's Perfect. what you needed today or may, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Because knowing that, it was, I mean, seeing sometimes people's eyes
1: glaze over when I'm trying to present an idea that's very abstract is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. And I keep saying, no, no, just go with me on this and we'll, we'll try it and see what you think. Until they say yes. So yes, perfect drop for me to go forward. It's funny because... (laughs) And believe it's
0: work out. Yeah, I have the same experience where now I have to give lots of public talks, right? And I never plan what I'm going to say because I feel like I just need to authentically show up and and just speak from my heart. I just saw a friend the other day and she said, oh, I heard you did a really great job giving a talk. And I said, oh my gosh, I did not. I didn't really enjoy that talk. I didn't do a good job. And she said, the thing about you is you always bring it around. (laughs) And I thought it was (laughs) so funny because just like you I see people's eyes glaze over sometimes like what is she talking about and I'm like bear with me I'm gonna bring it around oh so thank you so much Gia I am so thank you Megan for listening today again the greatest gift oh well the greatest gift I feel is this has just been the highlight of my day and I'm so excited and what we will do is we will pop up on the website some of the images of your art installation so that people can see them and then we'll put a contact if you'd like for them to get in touch with you so yes thank you so much thank you so much for this opportunity and we'll keep working at it you and I. We will. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's version of Kindverse Stations. If you want to learn more about the Kindness Rocks Project, you can visit com or follow us on Instagram at thekindnessrocksproject, Facebook, or on Twitter at thekindnessrock, because there were not enough letters to add project to that. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us and we'll have a new conversation next week.